Hello and welcome to hopefully an episode that actually makes it out. <laughs> to, to this one <laughs> seems to be cursed. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to Behold Mankind, uh, episode 6, because we did record an episode 6, but it's been lost to the ether. Uh, and it so was now, a fucking good one. It was, so I it hope was a good you, one. You, you toast to its absence. I hope you can all appreciate us even more uh, because of this episode that you will never hear because it's, yeah, evidently it was cursed and it seems this episode is cursed as well. We are very, we are bootlegging it. (laughs) I'm using a potato and some string. (laughs) And uh, we don't have much in the way of topics, save for the few, few topics well. that were introduced in the last episode, which cannot be listened to, so they will make no sense when we bring them up here. Speaking of which, <laughs> what's your favourite Jared Leto performance? What brought us onto this subject in the lost episode, the second lost episode? It was a brand new Mario game by <laughs> Nintendo. Where Jared Leto starred as the plumber himself. I know, I know you're joking, but there is a Mario movie, right? Is there? I mean, I, I know so. there is. I don't think they're going with Jared Leto for the lead role. And you know what? That is where they have, you know, come up short. Because he would do a fantastic Mario. And we know this. <laughs> we know this. Because in House of Gucci, he plays uh, Paolo Gucci. <laughs> And he plays it like, like he's screaming for people to look at him. <laughs> so, yes, in the missing episode, we talked about House of Gucci, and then we went on to talk about uh, the passing of Meatloaf, which was relevant at the time, which then got us mm-hmm. talking about Fight Club, which Jared Leto is also in. This opened a can of worms, and we were like, oh, next time we'll just have a look at all the stuff that Jared Leto's been in. Fucking hell, he's done fucking loads. He played Mark Chapman in a film (laughs) called Chapter 27. He put on, like, 60 pounds for that movie. He looks awful. (laughs) Of course, the only fair way to properly uh, discuss Jared Leto's acting career would be to watch... You know all the roles, all all the films in which he's had roles. Uh, but so we, of course, have not done that. <laughs> We've watched some <laughs> clips on YouTube from some of his performances. And uh, yeah. oh boy, <laughs> and boy, let's are they performances? Say, let's just say, you know, we are going to have to talk about the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> I have got written down here. Fine, let's talk about the Joker, but let's not yeah. do that yet. Let's not do that yet. Well, you you said you've got a prelude. Well, why why, why don't you... uh... Well, the notes that I basically made on him are just a series of things that you wouldn't expect, which (laughs) there's there's loads, but I've picked a few. Number one, he's 50 years old. (laughs) He was born in 1971 on Boxing Day. (laughs) And do you know what? That explains, explains a lot. a lot. <laughs> Born the day after Christ, you know? Because he will one day portray Christ, much yeah, like I, I did mean, for Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> Got another lost episode reference. Okay. 
we're full of them today. Why are we? Why do anyway, we have two lost episodes now? We're gonna have as I, many already. We don't even have like season one completed, <laughs> and we've got two lost episodes. Anyway, he has a brother named Shannon, who and they both are part of a band called Thirty Seconds to Mars. I'd heard of that band, never listened to them. <laughs> Didn't know it was fucking Jared Leto. Really? Because it's so funny because earlier when you said, uh, when we were talking off the books, (laughs) we were (laughs) strategising, and you said something like, I made a joke like, oh, I I said something about Jared Leto's acting, and you said, well, yeah, he is known for that. What with him being (laughs) foremost an actor and all. And I thought, well, actually, isn't he foremost... A singer, <laughs> and then also well, an actor. When was Thin Red Line? If because I feel like Thin Red Line was his first proper performance. That was nineteen ninety eight, and he formed a rock band thirty second in nineteen. 19- it's a draw. It's a draw. <laughs> <laughs> he is both. He is a rock star actor. Okay, Christ. fine. Well. Uh, f- uh, also, before you go um, any further... Oh, he's further... also vegan. There you go. That's it. Oh, okay. That's that's all I had. He's a vegan 50-year-old, not actor, who acts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just going to say, do you want to come up with a name for this segment before we uh, delve into it? Let go, Leto. <laughs> You've, your past successes are your best. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I had I had uh, Lego My Leto <laughs> written down. <laughs> Or alternatively, Leto Mayego. <laughs> Either one. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, uh, and then also Leto's library. So How that's... about just calm down, Jared? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I like I like Leto's library. <laughs> that's what Sounds like we ought to be quiet. Like him. <laughs> anyway, he is vegan, which is admirable. I don't know how long he's been vegan for. But, um, no. you know, another rich white person in the vegan movement, that's what we needed. The thin red line. Just from the clip I've seen on YouTube, I think he uh, does a fine job of portraying a uh, scared guy who doesn't want to be there. Because <laughs> why would um, you? When he, when he talks about um, his films for GQ... In, in a little interview, or for whoever it is, I don't even know if it's for GQ, but he talks about the thin red line, and he says that in the audition, they had overturned desks, and they had to pretend to be shooting at each other, and he just got up and said, I don't really want to be doing this, and left, <laughs> and then got a call, and was asked to be the first person to die in the film. <laughs> So, and and also, just tying into what you just said, it sounds like he was not keen on being in a war zone. <laughs> Both so in real life. In it real turns life. out that method acting might just work, folks. <laughs> because I don't want to be in a war either, so I would probably act very, very scared. He looks really young in Requiem for a Dream, probably because he was only 30. <laughs> Whereas now, he's Whereas 32. Now he's 50. <laughs> he looks 30, yeah. but he's 50. When he was 30, he looked 12. <laughs> so yeah, well, Requiem for a Dream. All right, well, you don't want to talk much about it, but you liked it. 
I thought it was good. Well, I don't want to spoil it. I would say it's it's very gritty and it it shows the lengths that people can go to um, for addiction. And um, overall, it's an armless film. Came out in yeah. the year two thousand. Pre the Office. Mm. If anyone was looking Pre- for other cultural paradigms <laughs> that were out at the time, didn't the Office? Didn't the UK Office start in ninety nine? Oh, maybe it did. I don't know. Who cares? Well, it's around that site, guys. In fact, it's nothing like that, okay? Believe it or not, it was a joke. <laughs> they are very, very dissimilar. Well, you know what well, You know what also came out in the year 2000? American Psycho. Yes. He's all right. Do you know who's in American Psycho? <laughs> Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Batman. <laughs> but that's Speaking the big time. Speaking of Batman... <laughs> It actually comes full circle. We're going to talk about because Joker. Who, who, not, only, not, not only does he play the Joker, but for the new Batman film, Alex, 30 Seconds to Mars, Leto's band is on the soundtrack. He's everywhere. He's got everything He's going on. He's absolutely everywhere. <laughs> Uh, imagine linking all those <laughs> degrees all, of separation just to talk about it was always Joker. Leto that's the answer he's always in always everything you care about you know there's yeah. there's a great Joker comic <laughs> uh, end game I think it's called where he it's rev, it's like they tell horror stories about him and one of the like an inmate of an asylum says like oh he's it's revealed like he's actually like the pale man and he's existed for thousands of years and and uh, he's always behind every tragic event in human history in some way or another. <laughs> anyway, anyway, that's Jared Leto. Yeah. <laughs> but, but with things you love. Like, he's just somehow in everything you like. like a lot of people's favourite films are like Fight Club. Or, uh, or, or, you know, people love American oh, Psycho. Fires club. If it has club in the name. <laughs> <laughs> Jared Lowe's there. And I watched, just of my own accord, quite recently, I watched the movie Phone Booth for some reason, because uh, it was just right. on Dis- Disney Plus and I was bored. And uh, guess who's technically in that film, but not really because it's a deleted scene? Jared Lowe. <laughs> Mr. Jared Leto. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> that just goes to show he's everywhere. <laughs> he is everywhere. Do you know what else he's in? What else Lord is of he War, in? which is <laughs> Nicolas Cage is an arms dealer and also yes. Jared Leto's in it. <laughs> People love Lord of War. Yeah, it's um, um it's just the opening sequence is yeah. class well, and Nicolas Cage is in it. Yeah. Um yeah, it's it's just crazy like the amount of films that I've seen with him in it without noticing and then going back and being like, wow. Although he's, he's somehow be involved in. <laughs> yeah. He's he's the bleach blonde guy in Fight Club. Yep. You know the guy with prosthetics at the end because he got fucking battered by Edward yeah. Norton? Yeah, I know. I know who he is in Fight yeah. Club. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't that when we did our last episode. Oh. I was like, he's in Fight Club? Which one? And then I probably should have figured out the one that looks like Joker. <laughs> the one that looks like he's very sick. 
Well, it, honestly, it does it look like a, a fucking like Joker audition, though, doesn't it? It no, not, does not, look um, like his Joker audition. Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, who did Suicide Squad? Like, who directed it? Yeah. David Ayer? Right. Did the he first, just watch Fight one. Club and go, that guy? <laughs> I don't know if he cast... Uh, actually, I think he did. Anyway, there's, there's, it's not even... I don't know. I'm still yeah. cross at that movie. I'm... Yeah, I mean... If you're going to give Leto Joker, make it Psychopath Joker, not fucking... Not quite Heath Ledger's mental Joker, not quite slapstick comedy Joker, but lost in between awful Joker that no one likes. Well, yeah, well, he was kind children. of... He was Crime Lord Joker. But yeah, but like, he should have been psychopath Crime Lord Joker, not fucking... Like, if he's going mean, to be in charge of the mob, he needs to be a fucking psychopath, cutthroat, rather should. than being actually insane. No one cares if you're actually insane. He did shoot that guy about you not seen uh, employed a Harley Quinn. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's like, if he... If, if, if I'm, I'm not saying fucking have him like... Um, Michael Corleone, right? Don't have him like Marlon Brando, right? That'd be fucking mental. But like, if he's going to be in charge of of the mafia, he needs to be like a fucking dark, psychopathic head of a crime syndicate. But what? like, make him unpredictable. So like, in things like Sopranos and Godfather, the whole point is it's a collaboration between the top heads, right? And and it's like the distribution of power. If you put all the power into one guy, make him like not give his plans away and make him fucking ruthless, that should be the the Joker that we haven't seen on screen and that hasn't been explored, that exists in the comics. Rather than... I mean, because Ledger's done like the perfect like, pure chaos version of the Joker. And um, the guy that painted over his moustache did the pure slapstick <laughs> one. Romero. Caesar Romero. Uh, um, anyway, enough yeah, about well, Joker theory. No, not enough about Joker. I'm sick I've of got to talk about it now. <laughs> All right, well, you, you mute yourself okay. then. But no, the, the Jared Leto's Joker... It sh- well, what you're saying, he should have been like the Joker in... Uh, Brian Azzarello's fantastic graphic novel Joker which is what the strip club scene is based on because in the comic he while Joker has been in a in prison the promoter has you know hired Harley Quinn and so the Joker takes him to the back office and then skins him alive and then (laughs) sends him out onto stage and he dies so (laughs) but then also in that but then he's that's just to show he's what he's capable of because he's not just mental in that story. He is, uh, he's in charge of every situation and he is, you know, doing deals and stuff. And he's not like obsessed with killing Batman. He's just sort of trying to make his way through life. But then also, he's also breaking into houses and killing old people for no reason because he's the Joker still. Uh, but anyway, I think the biggest problem with Jared Leto's Joker is the idea of introducing a new Joker in the live-action media and having him take up about five minutes of screen time with a character that huge 
he either needs to it needs to be the movie is about him or he's like in the he's not ever seen in the movie he's just like his presence is felt and then he's in the next movie but you can't just have him be a character in this Suicide Squad movie that who's not even the main villain he's not even the main villain he's not even a villain he's just a nothing so that that that's it's, bad. It's just Jared Leto doing a performance well, for ten minutes. But I but on top of all that, I would say Jared Leto did a fine job. So there you go. I didn't care. <laughs> I watched it and was like, I mean, I I guess I can't you know judge you know, off this 10 minutes and then, you know, I, I, I was waiting for something to happen where there was, I don't know, a Batman film or he had a proper major role and then that got cut from the Snyder Cut. <laughs> and it, no, how well, long no, was he, he in the he, Snyder Cut for? He was in the Snyder Cut. He wasn't in the normal cut. Yeah, he was in the Snyder Cut, but he wasn't in the J- other one. Joss Whedon's Justice League. He was in Zack Snyder's yeah, Justice which, League. I mean, boy, remember when <laughs> Joss Whedon made stuff like Toy Story and everyone was like, this is great, and now he's like a sex pest? Anyway. Um, <laughs> what, made, what, is, made, what is wrong with me? He made two bad superhero ensemble movies in Avengers Endgame and... No, Avengers, um, the second one, Age of Ultron and Age Justice of League. Age of Infinity War. No, yeah. it was well, Age of Ultron. Anyway, they're League, both bad films. I didn't care. Anyway, the point is, I haven't seen him <laughs> since in as the Joker, and I didn't have enough, I felt, to judge whether or not he was doing a good job. Yeah. But from the 10 minutes that I saw, I just didn't, like, I didn't care. I didn't go, oh, wow, that's the Joker. It kind of was like, is that the Joker? That looks like somebody dressing up as the Joker, pretending to be the Joker. Mm. Which, I mean, how cool would that have been if they'd, like, lean, lent into, like, obviously, like, keep the Nolan one separate, but be, like, this mythical figure, the Joker, is, like, dead, and now there's just, you know, mental yeah, people well. popping up doing what he would have done. Yeah, well, fantastic. But again, that needs to happen but, in know, a that Joker cr- that movie. Requires cr- that requires <laughs> some creativity. Imagination. <laughs> I, I, to be fair, we, we go on about how it's like, why didn't they just do this? But then it's like, if we'd been asked to write for it, even with our ideas, it's still, we still might not have been able to do a very good job. So. Oh, no, but at least would have been... I think it would have succeeded more in some ways it would have at least been more imaginative or more faithful to the comics which i guess is opposite of Mm -hmm. each other but whatever um yeah or it it, it just i don't know it just would have been coherent it would Mm -hmm. have been uh, it would have had a if i feel if we made a movie and who's to say we won't uh (laughs) if anyone would like to give us a hundred million pounds (laughs) We will make a movie for five million. <laughs> <laughs> and then the rest will go to a Jared Leto cameo. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> have you seen them? If you could just do an Italian accent, <laughs> won't that bring us out of the 
the film like that like ruin it doesn't matter jared that's not what we're going for <laughs> we just want you to pretend that you're mario for a bit have you seen the movie tightrope starring clint Eastwood? i haven't um i watched it how recent is oh it? no uh, 84 oh right okay <laughs> 84 years ago better. no 1984 <laughs> yeah no 84 <laughs> years ago when he was 70 <laughs> But uh, basically, it's like he's not playing the same uh, character as he is in, um, you know, Dirty Harry. Mm-hmm. But it's just he's still a he's like a cop. But anyway, the, yeah. the, it's a really it's a quite a cool story because it's he hangs out with a lot of prostitutes. And then some <laughs> <Don't> we all <laughs> and that's cool. No, uh, he's <laughs> he's he hangs he has like well yeah he has contacts. You know he 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 uses prostitutes for information on 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 people in the crime world or whatever whatever. But then people someone is murdering prostitutes, and right. uh, it's revealed that he it's like the murderer it is was him all along. <laughs> well, the murderer is like the same build as him and you know it, it like could be mistaken for him, which is a really interesting idea that they then don't do anything with because there's no at no <laughs> point in the movie the like the only awareness they show of it is like the and also they have the same shoes or something. Um because what the camera will do is it will pan down to the, the shoes of the killer as he enters the building of the prostitute or whatever and then you know cuts to next morning and the person is dead uh and then cuts to clint eastwood wearing the same shoes you know it does stuff like that but then within the actual narrative of the movie there's never any mention of it made like oh there's an ex oh and also i think it turns out it, it, the person is an ex-cop so it's like there's a cop murdering prostitutes and that like it could be with brown hair like Clint Eastwood and with the same outfit as Clint Eastwood and at no point do they go oh what if it's Clint Eastwood (laughs) but but that's that's crazy because it totally sets you up for believing oh that's going to be a a, a point that's going to be a plot point where you know Mm -hmm. his colleagues start to suspect it's him but then, then they just never do that anyway my point of all this is uh, Tightrope is a good film, but it could be done a lot better. And if people want to give us money to remake it, uh, we could we could easily do it. So there you go. <laughs> that sounds great. I'm down for this. I like, but like, I have, I, I have, I have a writer friend and a director friend. So yeah, you know. But there's just so many interesting things you we could don't do even have to like, do anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he, they could have it so like maybe his family start to doubt him and believe it's him or maybe he is going like crazy under the pressure because like he's been a cop for however many years <laughs> i mean he looks mm-hmm. you know a hundred years old in the film as he does in every film so he could have yeah he could have been like oh shit maybe maybe i am going mad and maybe i am doing this and then forgetting or whatever uh but they don't do well, anything interesting like that it's just a different guy and that's you know revealed very early on so have you seen Line of Duty? <laughs> no. Well, it's sort of cop stuff seems to be in the British zeitgeist at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I don't know whether you've seen Martin. F- Martin Freeman's got this new thing. Well, like, I've heard that's all Whatever right. it's called. I've not seen it because I'm sick to death of <laughs> fucking cop police stuff. stuff. Yeah. Um, 
Even Brooklyn Nine Nine uh, has had the awareness to be like, "Yeah, we're going on a, we're going to go on a hiatus <laughs> while uh, cops are under, <laughs> under fire because we don't want to make it seem like a jolly good thing." Uh, yeah. Anyway. Go anyway, on. Um, in Line of Duty, that's the kind of thing that they explore with Tandy Newton's storyline, which I think is, oh god, one of the seasons, um, season four maybe. Um, and they do a great job in that to the point where the audience like doesn't know whether she did it or not and she right. plays the part of someone who I mean it could easily be that she's hiding that she's done it or she's terrified because she didn't do it and she, you know yeah yeah it's just she the point is Tandy Newton's great <laughs> <laughs> well but and yeah and that's just that's what a you know a great interest in uh you know, plot plot thread to introduce into a story. And exactly. It, it's so weird to set up for that and then just not deliver. <laughs> but anyway. <Yeah>. Anyway. <sighs> uh, if it sounds like a cool plot point for you and you want to see it done right, go watch <laughs> Line of Duty. <laughs> or give us money to remake Tightrope. Or we'll remake Tightrope. With Clint Eastwood. <laughs> <laughs> and Jared Leto. <laughs> yeah. An old cop teaches a new cop old tricks. And a new cop teaches the old cop new tricks. And it turns out they were both doing it, the killing of the prostitutes the whole time. And do you only find out when that, on the final prostitute, they go to kill her at the same time and then their, hand, their eyes meet <laughs> across a crowded apartment in the dead of night that they've snuck into <laughs> oh my god imagine that that would actually be really interesting two cops who are both killing prostitutes trying to both hide from the other that they're killing prostitutes and also trying to figure out which sick bastard is killing these <laughs> other prostitutes that I'm not killing and then it turns out oh that's you're a, killing no, prostitutes a, too do you, know, do you know what that that does sound like Nicolas Cage and <laughs> Jared Leto doesn't it like that has Nicolas Cage and Jared Leto written all over it yeah me that would be good but also I'd prefer it if Nicolas Cage plays both roles yeah <laughs> <laughs> We could just have it where, like, he he is a, a person who suffers from psychosis, so he's just in the movie twice. Like, yeah. <laughs> is this different? Anyway, uh, God, right. we've moved well on. From, okay, I just uh, want one the... final thing. Okay, <laughs> I was gonna say all I meant, the reason I don't know why I started talking about all that. The only thing I was gonna say was if we made a movie. Because you were saying, you know, if we had written the Suicide Squad story or, or a Joker story, and, yeah. I, and I said, oh, it would probably be better in some way. I totally believe if we make a movie, it would at the very least be consistent in tone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And not definitely. just fucking all over the place like Suicide Squad is. Anyway, we're well, not I talking like about Suicide Squad anymore. That's one of the problems with having a large studio make something for a huge fan base because across the fan base there's a spectrum of what people want so they have to try and make it for everyone which means they make it for no one and it becomes like homogenized shit. Yep. And then you've got like Paul Thomas Anderson making Licorice Pizza or Kenneth Branagh making Belfast fucking phenomenal films mm. because they didn't make it for anyone. They just made it. They just made the art. Anyway, I go on about how important art is all the time, so I'll just put a 
stopping it for a second whilst we continue to talk about the Jared Leto, the artist, sink that is Jared Leto. It's like you, if you had his entire creative life and you took something out of it, you'd still have an infinite amount of stuff. In he's like a fucking. It's like, it's like a, a, a reservoir, that's what it is. It's an infinite reservoir of <laughs> pure gold. It is, and it is pure gold. Uh, okay, do you want to... So, Blade Runner 2049. Oh um, my god, this is fucking class. <laughs> I, I just... I've not on. seen this movie. <laughs> I, I have. I have no desire to see this movie. Um... I didn't even know he was in it, but I've watched a clip of him in it, and uh, yeah, fuck you know. So, <laughs> go if on. If you haven't seen Blade Runner, watch the director's cut because it's fucking fantastic. It's set in a world where there are these things called synths, and they are so close to humans that in order to figure out whether you're a synth or a human, you need to do a special test, basically, to figure out whether someone's a synth or not. And it's it's set on the brink of synths gaining sentience. And so there's this team who find what they think is a synth that is about to or has achieved sentience. They test them to make sure they're a synth, and then they kill them. They get rid of them. They did a pointless sequel many years later, <laughs> which, I mean, didn't ruin the first one, but it's much better if it's just standalone, in my opinion, because, like, <laughs> the whole point is there's an ambiguous ending and then there's a sequel. Like, why? Don't, like, for... anyway. And Jared Leto's in the sequel. And he, do, he, he does a good job. To be fair, I really like his performance in this. Um, I don't know whether he got any recognition from the Academy, but I don't care. It's pretty good. The funny thing is, when he talks about the role, he <laughs> essentially is going, ah, oh, yes, well, you see, I don't want to call it method acting because, you know, every actor has their own method for acting and... And anyway, I was in this film, Blade Runner, right? And I played this blind guy. And we had these special lenses, uh, which meant that I couldn't see. And I'm like, you fucking donkey. That is... <laughs> that is literally... Oh, pretend to be blind. I know. I'll actually make myself blind. It's not like... You, you're a convincing blind person. Not because you're a good actor necessarily but literally because you can't blind. see <laughs> you know like and and when i was watching the film i was like he's doing a fantastic he's doing a phenomenal job of awkwardly missing harrison harrison ford's hand here whilst he tries to grab him this is great and then it turns out he literally couldn't see <laughs> and it's what a blind person would do do you know why because he's blind <laughs> anyway so it's great and he does a great job but it, it you know he also had the help of literally not being able to see which um i i don't know i mean 
bless him. He's he seems lovely. That's the thing. But it's just like I don't know whether he can hear himself when he's in interviews and when he's talking about these things because he just seems like such a cunt. <laughs> Which is fine because it actually makes him it makes him likable in a certain sense. Yeah, I actually would really like to meet him and talk to him, just to see what he's really like. Because I feel like he's a little bit introverted, and so when you put him in that interview environment, he is a little bit awkward and nervous, and he does come across a little bit odd. Um. Anyway, the point was about Blade Runner. It's it's a fine, fine sequel, in that it's it's okay. I'm never gonna watch it again. But you know what? I will watch again. The director's cut of the original a lot yeah. because it's phenomenal, seminal piece of filmmaking, which really went on to inspire the sort of um, I don't know what, what what you'd call it, but like everyone had sci-fi as like shiny, futuristic, like. Um, like yeah. you know utopia and this, whereas this, this sort of was like dystopia. dark gritty dystopia and uh, someone was like yeah uh, my film teacher because I know people who are doing the film was like when I went to uh, Shanghai it was literally like Blade Runner and like the fact that they predicted what it was what the world was going to end up looking like and the fact that they're very, very close um, is a little bit depressing and scary because, you know, the whole point was, how bad can it get? I know, let's make it really bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's real. <laughs> Whoops. Mm. So, yeah, Blade Runner's great. Jared Leto does okay. But he also blinded himself to do the role. So I don't know whether that counts as cheating. Overall, 7 out of 10. <laughs> well, I was just going to say... I would put that... I, 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 that would come in at 4th or 5th on my list. All if right. I was to do like a top 5. Well, uh, it's it's funny we, uh, we mentioned Nicolas Cage earlier... Uh, because you were just saying just now what Jared Leto is like. I I totally believe he just loves being in movies. I think he oh, loves yeah, being an actor. Um, much like Nicolas Cage, like he just he's so happy to to just <laughs> to just be able to play a character. I'm so glad that he already has an Academy Award. Yeah. Because I feel like if he didn't, and we'd, he was like we'd chasing get his it, movies forever. Yeah. That. <laughs> I was going to say that it would impact it, but now he has one. He doesn't care, so he just has fun with it. Yeah, great. So Case in point, Paolo, Paolo Gucci. Gucci. <laughs> in the uh, last Lost episode where we talked about The Matrix, and we will not be going over that again. Why, why do you even say its name? I, well, for this reason, we I brought up the, the uh, idea of that you could either keep all everything related to the media like all, all the sequels in a franchise or you could pretend they never existed and just have the first movie and I think we decided mm-hmm. with The Matrix even though number two and number three are alright, pretty good in number two's case um, I think we would say because of this fourth one especially I wish there had never been any sequels and just keep it to number one definitely 
yeah. Uh, and obviously, there's only <laughs> there's only two Blade Runner films, so it's an easy decision. It's just asking, would Ooh. you have the sequel or not? Are you, are you saying, not. yeah, <laughs> get rid of it, yeah, axe yeah. it. But well, have Jared Leto as a child have a cameo in the first one, if that's possible. <laughs> Retroactively I mean, paste I say him as in. a child, he was probably 25 when it came out. Like, <laughs> he was 50 years old. Fuck me. Should I find out how... Because what, what's 50 years old? 1971? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Blade Runner, which I think came out in the 80s. He would have been like 10. <laughs> he probably watched it in the cinemas, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Uh, yeah, 1982. Wow, two years so before Tightrope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to make sense when I cut out all that stuff about Tightrope. Uh... Oh my god. I, like... <laughs> right, so obviously Ridley Scott, famed for House of Gucci, also did this little-known film, Blade Runner. Uh, <laughs> but... The book that they adapted it from, and I'm so glad they changed the title, is called Do, Do Androids, Androids Dream, Dream of Electric, of Electric Sheep. Sheep. Yeah, I know. Which I didn't know. It's a good book. I didn't know that Philip K. Dick had anything to do with Blade Runner, but it fully makes sense. Yeah. It's a, I think it's a cool title. Cause, you know, I mean, it's we, a cool we, title for a book. We Dream of film. Sheep. <laughs> well, that's it's, why they it's changed an interesting it. question. Yeah, no, well, that's the pot. That's what I'm saying. Thank God Great. they did. What good thing? I don't want to live. I don't so want to live the in the page. world. I don't. I don't want to live in a world where the director's cut of "Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep" stars Harrison Ford? Okay. <laughs> I thought you didn't want to have it so that it's then so on the nose when the android dreams of a electric. Unicorn or whatever the fuck happens in that movie. Android Sheep 2 Electric Boogaloo starring Jared Leto <laughs> as the blind architect. <laughs> fuck it. Oh, uh, gosh. We're having too much fun. We need to tone it down. We need to tone it down. Should we talk? What's another film to talk about? Should we about? talk about Dallas Buyers Club? I suppose so. I've not seen Remember it. Remember when people died of AIDS? Yeah. You've not seen it. I've not. Oh, it's <laughs> fucking class. I've seen it's, clips it's from it. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. It's like it's so good. Like I get why Matthew McConaughey and Jared Leto were both given awards for this film. I don't know how the actual film did in terms of best picture. Um, I I just know that their their performances alone carry the film. Like. They were phenomenal. Well, there you go. It's great. That's number one. That's Leto's best performance. Go watch it. It's fucking brutal and heartbreaking and beautiful at the same time. That only cost five million to make. If they can make Dallas Buyers Club for five million, we are going to do bits. With our hundred million, of which we use five to make a film. Tightrope reckoning. <laughs> Tightrope two, watch your step. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. All right, well, yeah, Dallas Buyers Club. Well, as I say, I watched some clips from it, and yeah, it seems like 
Jared, is uh, pretty brilliant. great. It got six noms at the 86th Academy Awards. Best Picture, Actor, Supporting Actor, Original Scheme, Scheme Play, Screenplay, <laughs> Best Film Editing, and Best Makeup. Um, so they won for... Um, so Best Actor and Supporting Actor in McConaughey and Leto. Which one's which? And which which is the first time since Mystic River did so ten years earlier. Right, yeah. And only the fifth ever to do so. They also won best makeup and hairstyling. Um because and wow. So they their budget for makeup and, and hair was two hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> and they won it. That's class. Well done to them. Quick, <laughs> well deserved, I think. There you go. Good Nine job. years later, I think we're saying that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Dallas Buyers Club? Good film. Yeah. <laughs> According to me, and also rich white Hollywood. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm letoed out. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, we were supposed to get a top five, but just Dallas Buyers Club's at the top. Requiem for a Dream is second, and then fuck everything else. <laughs> Fight Club and Thin Red Lines are good Fight films, Club, but they Thin don't Red really Line. involve him. They're not good because yeah. of him. Maybe Blade Runner, if you, if you, I mean, if you want to watch a good performance by him, watch that bit of the film. Morbius will be coming um, out probably this year. We'll we'll review that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speaking of other right, we should talk about this. Do you know what's coming very soon? The Batman. Atlanta season three. Oh well, that's more exciting. <laughs> and Donald Glover has a deleted tweet which says, "We're about to make the best television ever." <laughs> Maybe the Sopranos can touch us, but no one else. And I'm just like, wow, I'm excited. What a way to, what a way to sell it. I am also excited. And you know fucking Atlanta... I just, I just love... I love the tone change. Like, in his head, he's gone, <laughs> we're making the best TV ever. Okay, maybe the Sopranos. But apart from that... <laughs> but yeah, uh, bloody Atlanta is on... I mean, it's it's on BBC iPlayer here in the UK, but I've noticed it's also yeah. on Disney Plus. It is probably on Disney Plus as well. So honestly, no reason to not watch it. It's getting released on Disney Plus. It's getting released on Disney Plus season three. That's the only downside because I don't have it because I don't care about Boba Fett or whatever. Well, that is your problem, but also yes, you can use my login. That's very kind of you. I've also <laughs> would like to watch Hamilton. So if you want me to ruin your algorithm. <laughs> I think I can, you, I can do that. You can have multiple prof, multiple profiles. Fortunately. Oh, thank God for that. <laughs> what you don't want Call to watch the, the rest leech. of phone book with no phone booth with me, starring not Jared Leto, but he's in a deleted scene. <laughs> oh fuck me! Oh. Uh, also, they have all the X Men films, none of which I'm interested in, except for Logan. I do want to watch Logan. Yeah, Logan is class if you've not seen it. Yeah, I know well. It's fucking brutal. <laughs> it is... It's heartbreaking. Mainly because I, I'm i watching Jean-Luc Picard go insane. Which, which is really sad. Sorry, that's part of the film. Probably should have 
<laughs> well, I, I mean, know he's. I know he's in them. He's in it. Okay. Well, he has Alzheimer's, and that's kind of the main driving force of the film. Right. Because he's got mental powers. <laughs> I don't mean like his powers are fucking crazy. <laughs> I literally mean <laughs> he has powers he of can the mind. Do mind things. Because he has Alzheimer's and his brain's deteriorating, he causes like um, bad things to happen to people sometimes during his worst episodes. Also, um, Caliban is in it. <laughs> Stephen so, Merchant. Stephen Merchant. <laughs> and my favourite thing is him talking about the day, I think he was on Graham Norton. It could have been any talk show, really. When he's talking about, he was asked to be part of X Men because he was like, I was a dog at school, like you know, I, and I do this this TV. Like I've always been, you know, a bit of an outsider, always a bit, you know, of a freak because I'm so tall and I have these <laughs> fucking eyes, gangly eyes, <laughs> massive. And he's like, so when I got the call, that I was going to be part of X Men. I thought, finally, something cool. And I was like, which. Uh, <laughs> Which X Men are we going to be playing? Oh, so uh, Caliban. He's like, oh, I've uh, I've not heard of that. I googled it. A fucking recluse <laughs> with pale white skin, who's a tall like reject of the X Men community. <laughs> and he was like, perfect. They've cast this perfectly. Are you aware of a animated series uh, called Stripperella? Which of, which of course features <laughs> Pamela Anderson as the titular uh, oh, stripper. Actually, that was a good stripper pun. As the titular uh, st- <laughs> stripper who's also a superhero. And it also she has stripper powers when she's a superhero. What's her Produ- powers? Produced by Stan Lee. <laughs> it is a technically Brilliant. a Marvel property. Uh, I think oh no, my I, God. it's not a Marvel property, but it is created by and produced by Stan Lee, and of course he cameos in it because he cameos in everything. Um, what are her powers, boy? Let me tell you, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's got Vince McMahon, the the owner of WWE, <laughs> in it, Why? just in every other episode, but he's called Dirk McMahon for some reason but then also the character the animated character is just him so like they're not hiding right. anything <laughs> so it's insane and also Kid Rock is in it at some point uh, right let me this let sounds me... like a mess oh it's insane but but let me read you her Stripperella's powers and abilities oh her name is her name her real name is Erotica but then, <laughs> but then her superhero name is Stripperella, of course. Wow, no one's ever going to make that link. <laughs> Erotica Jones. Yeah, yeah, Stripperella also... Jones! <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Jones, please call me Erotica. Erotica. Actually, I'm all right, thank you. Uh, this is the workplace. <laughs> also referred to as Stanley's Stripperella, because that's how we all Stanley. want to remember him. <laughs> Right, powers and abilities. When, and I will read this verbatim, when Erotica is Stripperella, she is known to have several powers that she uses, whether it's her big breasts or her extraordinary body. Combat expertise. Right. 
<laughs> whether that is <laughs> whether it's her big breasts or her extraordinary body. So that's not written well, but also so who it's fucking either either or <laughs> is related to either her breasts or her body. <laughs> is the skill figuring out what you know? Also, this is dreadful because this this is like what happens if it's just a straight female robber? What what are you gonna do? <laughs> well, let me read you all the powers. Stripperella. Combat <laughs> expertise. Stripperella has extraordinary skills of sexy martial arts and killer oh, moves. Fuck me, that sounds. This is disgusting. Superhuman enhancements. Enhanced reflexes, senses, super strength, flexibility, intellect, breasts. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. I did, believe it or not. I didn't. I should have Sorry. read it before I read it aloud. <laughs> Superhuman qualities like breasts. <laughs> And gravity-defying jumps are all. Oh, this is this is written so poorly. And they're only gravity-defying because of her big breasts, right? <laughs> like a normal person would be able to do all, it. All jumps are gravity-defying. That's what you're doing. <laughs> um, right. I so spit in the face of Newton. <laughs> so enhanced. No, no, superhuman enhancements, enhanced reflexes, senses, super strength, <laughs> flexibility, <breasts>. intellect, <laughs> breasts, and gravity-defying jumps are all what Stripperella has in her arsenal of superpowers. Arsenal, brilliant. Well done. Next superpower. Points, points to the writer. <laughs> Next superpower, extreme hotness. Stripperella oh, is hot Christ. enough to make a man catch fire when near her. So there are so many more of these. I can't read all just, of them. It just sounds like an ex-military <laughs> arsonist <laughs> with big tits. <laughs> Who's just That's killing what people? I'm getting from this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm going to stop reading the uh, descriptions. I'm just going to blast through the rest of the uh, the powers. Uh, powerful lungs, skin immunity. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she's immune to skin. <laughs> don't touch me. I'm immune. Um, don't what? Breast expansion. Lie detecting cleave conspirators. <laughs> what does oh that my mean? God. Flawless oh my body. Uh, hair a shoot. Her hair is a parachute. Her hair turns into a parachute. <laughs> De- dedicated animal rights activist supporter and oh. I bet she's not even fucking vegan <laughs> well Stripperella fights for all animals except giant crabs which she has as her weakness <laughs> <laughs> fuck oh. and Stripperella's weakness is crabs is it <laughs> and finally limitless cleavage <laughs> Limitless. <laughs> now we know where Odeon is going wrong with their branding. Uh, and I'll just me. read you. There's also a gadgets and gizmos section, and there's only two things. I don't want to. I don't want to know. Well, I too, don't know too Gadgets and gizmos stripper. They're both nipple related. A leather whip. Glass cutter nipples and nipple camera. So, nipple cam. 
So think about that. Oh my god. Why? Well, I'm so Nipple happy to would have... only be useful if she had her tits out. That is fucking disgusting. <laughs> well, I'm very happy. Cam, but she's wearing a bra. What's maybe maybe <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I wonder if that's on Disney Plus. Did did Stan Lee get fucking horny writing Spider-Man or something? I guess and he so. had to just let his creative juices flow. Yeah, I'll, well, so Two it came out in one. 2003 on, oh and God. I guess a lot of people would guess this, Adult Swim. So there you go. Fuck off. <laughs> it's a real thing. It's not just yeah. a comic. No, it's a oh, cartoon. Okay. Well, the fact that it's like Adult Swim makes it less outrageous, to be honest. <laughs> Oh, wait you a know, minute. It might not be adults. They're though. well known for... Oh, no, it's Spike TV. Oh, well, in that case, it can fuck off. Oh, no, no, no. He, yeah, okay, so... In the UK... Uh, it's Adult Swim. Yeah, Cartoon Network's Adult Swim. Because they're the only people who will fucking touch it. Yeah. And in and in the US, Spike TV. Right. Anderson so described like... it as not being a raunchy show despite obvious double entendres. Oh, really? <laughs> so it's basically shit Archer. <laughs> is what it sounds like. I haven't seen Archer. Oh, well, it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> it's already not great, so imagine a worse yeah. version. Yeah. With a well... female protagonist. <laughs> yes, that's my problem with this. Well, there you go. I'm glad. I, I don't know why we started talking about that, but I'm glad I've introduced you to that world. I'm glad it's over. <laughs> but I have a matter. game. Do you have Grime a game? Time or no time to cry. <laughs> In honor of the new James Bond film coming out. <laughs> In honor of the new James Bond film, which we talked about before it got delayed, and that's when I made this game. <laughs> Then it was delayed six months, then another six months, then another six months. Then we talked about eventually it in the last we, episode. Eventually we talked about it. And now we're here. On an episode. And now we're here. Yeah, that couldn't come out and now we're here. So here we Fuck are. Me. Well, is that what we're doing then? Do you, you don't, you do don't you want, want to play, talk about the Kano we can album? Talk about, well, we can talk about... Well, that was... It was going to be like, we can either segue from one into the other or the other way around. I don't mind. All right, do your game. Okay. So, it's called Grime Time or No Time to Grind because da, you have to da, figure da, out. Because you have to figure out whether it was written by Jamie or Jamie. And for those who don't know, that's Jamie Adenugar <laughs> or me. <laughs> okay. I was going to let that sit and I hoped you wouldn't explain it. <laughs> So yes, uh, J- Jamie Adenuga or Jamie, okay. my co-host, has written whatever is about to be said, and I have to guess which. Okay, so I've tried to go for stuff that's not from Grime MC, even though that's fucking class, because I know that you know Grime MC. Yeah. So we'll start off with number one. If you don't like G R I M E, then you've got no taste like vegan cheese. The first bit, the spelling out of a word, or just speaking in initials, 
uh, or sing- single mm-hmm. letters. That is, you've told me this before. That is a thing that happens in grime a lot. It, it yeah. Also, the fact that he's spelt it out like that uh, would suggest it's something he's been doing. It's like a thing you've a bit a snippet you've taken from a verse where he's been doing that throughout the verse rather than just deciding to spell out grime for no reason (laughs) Um, oh yeah you don't get context with these well yeah that's what I'm saying similarly that could be something you've just done to to throw me off and make me think it is part of a song because that is what I'm thinking because of that it it sounds like it would be part of a a pre-existing song not just a, a, a little line you've made up. I don't think he would <laughs> diss vegan cheese. <laughs> I, I'm I'm saying that's you. Well, it was in fact Jamie Adenuga. Oh my god! If you don't like G R I M E, then you've got no taste like vegan cheese. It's from Taking Over. It ain't working. Uh, it ain't working has been around for quite some time and then he added on um taking over to make it into a full track and then that got released in 2015 with his album integrity right so it's on the album integrity okay number two (laughs) i'm over for one my bars are so good i can use them again some man even call me the recycle king Others just say I'm recycling, which is true, because if I've got green, I'm sorted. (laughs) Ah, that's really good, though. (laughs) Which makes me think it's not you. But similarly, (laughs) I don't know how much time you put into this game. And honestly, you've had... What now feels months. like <laughs> what now feels like a year to keep updating it. Oh, this is really hard because I haven't heard like a. I need. I needed to. I've heard samples of Jamie. I needed to hear a sample of you. Um, but no, I'm. I'm giving you credit. I think you wrote this. Correct. I did write <laughs> right. that. That's me. And yeah. I, I. I quite like that one. Yeah, that was a great one. So the next one, they say I'm recycling because if I've got green, I'm sorted. Your mum's so shit, your abortion was aborted. I don't think he would be that rude. (laughs) Because... You need to listen to early, Jamie. (laughs) Well, that's... that's, that's, No, that's what I was going to say. Like, maybe he was... Maybe you have to be like that when you're first starting out. But uh, that, that's, you know, that's horrible. I mean, it sounds more like... But also it could maybe sound like you trying to... Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. But, I mean, all my guesses have been you so far, but <laughs> I think it might be you again. Correct, it was me again. <laughs> I um I couldn't figure out how to, you know... Basically, because I've had so long, I've just been playing with different stuff, and I realised that these two actually have the same thing in it. But if if it's any consolation, I would use the one about Recycle King recycling rather than 
Yeah. Your mum's so shit. Your abortion was aborted. <laughs> your oh, mum's so anyway. shit. <laughs> That's just a funny thing to say. All right, I take it back. He could have written that. Yeah, to be fair, I'm pretty sure your mum's so shit is something that he has said. But then, you know, anyway. My bars go over your head like barber's clippers. If you try chief man up, you'll get slapped by worse than Nan's slippers. Well, <laughs> you'll get slapped up by... If you try chief man up, you'll get slapped wor- You'll get slapped by worse than Nan's slippers. Okay. So he's, he's going to slap you... <laughs> With something He's worse slap than slap you with something worse than your nan's slippers. His dick. Maybe. A joke or a bar going over your head is a phrase that both he and you use regularly. I know that. So for that reason, it is hard. And I don't really want to guess you again. <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of don't think it's him. I think the first line is too well worded. <laughs> it's too formal. And then you've tried to bring it back into informality by saying chief man. <laughs> I think you wrote that. I did write that. And I was <laughs> very right. happy with my bars go over your head like barber's clippers. Okay. All right. So yeah, don't chat good. shit about it. <laughs> no, I'm just saying it's, uh, it's, it's too, uh, it sounds too proper. Yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, go Fair on. Fair enough. Now, be ready for this one. <clears throat> Is that a clue? My lyrics are fresh like Wrigley's. That's it. <laughs> are Wrigley's... Fr- I mean, Wrigley's do juicy fruit, don't they? I don't fucking know. Wouldn't it be juicy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure they do spearmint. It, w- it, it would be funny if it just turns out you've just written all everything. <laughs> <laughs> but I think for the sense of not... I think just like for probability's sake, I can't guess you again. So I'm going to say Jamie. That was Jamie. That's from Boogie Down Bass. <laughs> all right. He starts the song. <laughs> My lyrics are fresh like Wrigley's. <laughs> What an absolute genius. (laughs) Okay. This next one is a personal favourite of mine. Oh, yeah. Maybe I wrote it, maybe I didn't. Or maybe, yeah. That's the game. It's your favourite because you wrote it, yeah. My whole crew is sick. We need medicine, tablets, and inhalers. Well, because it's a a shorter snippet, leads me to believe, again, it's it's an authentic Jamie rather than a Jamie. But maybe you're doing that to throw me off. Because, but I don't know. I feel like if you were to say my whole crew is sick, (laughs) you would, uh, I don't know, there would be a funnier way. There'd be like another pun you could throw in. You wouldn't just say I'm sick and therefore we have things you have when you're sick. (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm ge- I'm really not sure about this one. I'm going to say uh, an authentic Jamie. It is Jamie. Yes. It is Jamie. 
it's from Roadrunner, one of my favourite songs, <laughs> uh, where he's like, on road in my all white trainers, my whole crew is sick. We need medicine, tablets, and inhalers. Oh, and it's just, oh, just, uh, okay. So the next one, <laughs> quite long. So I might have to say it a couple of times. Okay. I don't care if I'm driving or in the passenger. I stay strapped. Better to be safe than sorry. I'll be strapped up even if I'm in the back. If you think I'm on about a gun, you're a negative guy. See, I'm on about road safety in the car, like that advert with the pizza. I don't know if he would call a gun a gun. And I also don't know if he would say you're a negative guy. (laughs) Even though it's nonsensical and does seem like it's just been ripped from the middle of a song without context, I, I think it's you no this is from understand by Jamie <laughs> with a very important message that the only kind of strap you should have in a car is your seatbelt does he really say guy <laughs> no he says geezer but I thought if I said geezer oh, you'd get it straight away come on that's so geezer, geezer rhymes with pizza so uh, <laughs> so I was absolutely so, right so, to say he did not say that. <laughs> okay. In a way, yes. I don't care if I'm driving or in the passenger. I stay strapped up. Better to be safe than sorry. I'll be strapped up even if I'm in the back. If you think I'm on about a gun, you're a negative geezer. See, I'm on about road safety in the car like an advert with a pizza. I can't believe he said gun. I knew there was no chance he said guy, but I also am surprised yeah. he said gun rather than calling it anything else. Yeah, like a skank. Like a piece. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think anyone from the UK has ever called it a piece. (laughs) Anyway. Alright, continue. And we're back. Hey, remember that time when we nearly lost that episode? (laughs) Yeah, no, 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 not that one. No, not that one either. Yeah, that one. This episode is fighting against its existence. <laughs> Look, we've been told it had a week to live, right? It's been <laughs> 10 days, okay? It's been 10 days. We're so close. God but damn. We're, still, we're still here. Much still to here. God's disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just despite... So we nearly just lost everything you've hopefully just heard. The you, the audience. Um, where were we? <laughs> so you be the judge. Is God a just God? <laughs> Was it the right thing to do to try and sabotage it? Um, let me fuck right. I've lost my place. <laughs> okay. All right. Here. Okay. So <laughs> here we go. Are you paying attention? I am. Oh. I bring the fire, but I ain't talking, Sam. (laughs) Oh, that's good. (laughs) Well, I'm aware that Jamie makes a lot of (laughs) niche references. (laughs) Like Fireman Sam. Yeah, I totally believe he would make a Fireman Sam reference. 
but I also believe you know that and perhaps you would make it. I bring the fire, but I ain't talking, Sam. No. Now that you've said it again, I think it's you. Incorrect. What? <laughs> it's President T. It's a completely different oh. artist. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. He, That's what I was waiting for. He's famous for these phenomenal pauses in his songs where it's like, go to the car wash, and I'm like, twice the amount of works. Anyway, <laughs> President T is one of my favourites. He is old school. He's brilliant. He's part of Bloodline, which is basically him and his two brothers, um, Paper Pabs and Big H. Big H is a bit of a diva, and President T is an absolute bad man like really and it's funny because <laughs> there was a trump tweet where it was like no one's better than president t <laughs> because it's president trump yeah. and then everyone in the uk for like five minutes was like bow bow president t, yeah um anyway <laughs> the point is there is only one president t and it's uh, he's from North London, so that orange umpa twat can fuck off. Anyway, second to last one. If you were a film, it would be Finding Nemo, because your lyrics are childish and spat by a pedo. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, now I don't know what to expect. Maybe that was Donald Trump responding... <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, wait but wait spat what who's the pedo in finding nemo though i don't think it, there is one but is, are they saying if Disney? you were a film it would be finding nemo because yeah. your lyrics are childish and spat by a pedo oh like, right so so a pedo could quote you're just a pedophile nemo. and you have childish yeah. lyrics yeah. Perhaps, <laughs> perhaps a paedophile would quote Finding Nemo to entice a child. Perhaps. Uh, just keep swimming, am I right? <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres, bow bow. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Jamie, I don't know anymore. Okay. I got like four right in a row and now I've got like four wrong. So honestly, I'm I'm giving up. And also, it might, just, it, it, it might just not it, even be a rapper. Is it, it be... Jamie or Jamie? Is it going to be a different Jamie? <laughs> <laughs> I a did think about Jamie. I couldn't find any other Jamies that say anything remotely close to me or Jamie Adenuga. Uh, I think it's you to finish us off. Correct. It was me. Correct. There's one more. <laughs> oh, to not finish us off. Okay. You look like you've got cancer. Clashing oh me God. is not the answer. Carry on being a lap dancer. <laughs> oh, that was funny towards the end, but it started off mean. I guess I'll say that one's. Uh, I think that one's a rapper, but I feel like you might pull another. It's not actually Jamie, <laughs> but I don't think you wrote that. It's point. not actually Jamie. Okay, it's another rapper. Hooray! <laughs> Correct. It was Devilman versus Jamie's brother Skepta. In Lord of the Mics uh, 2, he said, you look like you've got cancer. Clashing me is not the answer. Carry on being a lap dancer. <laughs> well, Devilman is famed for his hilarious lyrics. For example, Hitman with an Xbox One adapter. 
run a man down in a tractor. <laughs> it, honestly, body transporter and um, and others. <laughs> <laughs> body transporter is one of my favourite. Um, Golden Balls is just funny because he's called it Golden Balls. <laughs> He's got some proper funny tunes where, like, huh, I'm, I'll kill you like AIDS, but faster. Throw man away like leftover pasta. <laughs> I will yeah. cause a disaster. Anyway, um, yeah. All right, good. He's he's funny. He has some funny bars. I like him. Speaking well, of grime, that's are Jamie we gonna... or Jamie? That, oh yeah, that was the game. Oh the wait, game's no, over. what was it called? No time to uh, grime. Grime to time or no? <laughs> <laughs> grime Shit. another day. Gr- grime time or no time to grime or, or grime casino grime or quantum or of grime. Quantum of grime or grime of grime <laughs> or, or grime fall or grime grime. <laughs> license to grime. <laughs> Grime are forever. <laughs> Moon grime. Grime. <laughs> Austin Powers, international grime of mystery. Dr. Grime. Or grime no, if you will. From Russia with grime. From grime with love. From grime with grime. <laughs> this episode is killing us off. Awesome. Thunder grime. <laughs> grime ball. Grime grime. Do you want to talk about Hoodies All Summer, or should we just kill I wanna, it? I want to finally say uh, Austin Powers, the grime who shagged me. <laughs> or perhaps the man, the spy who grimed me. <laughs> the spy who shagged grime. Fuck's sake. grime. Grime fall. Right. <laughs> You listen to an album as your homework from the last episode that no one has heard. (laughs) Yes, Jamie told me to listen to Hoodies All Summer. Which featured in Desert Island Discs, which if we were to do it again, I don't know whether it would get anywhere close. However, (laughs) it's something that has been mentioned on the pod before. It's by an artist named Kano. Perhaps Kano. It is Kano. Or perhaps Canoe. Or K-A, as he sometimes likes to be called. Oh, and like also, the Ford. No. <laughs> like a Ford K-A. Except that it's the Ford K. Well, that's what I say, but then everyone else says K-A. But anyway, yeah, but they're, they're from the south, whereas up north it's the K-K. Yeah, it's the K-K. It makes sense. <laughs> anyway. or more more like grime cat oh wait no that's something else (laughs) so um what does what does does jamie say in grime mc um you tell me you're the scholar oh fuck i can't remember the actual line but it's like like ka basically and he's talking about kano 
Oh, okay. Man, um, that's who he's talking about. Man's he's talking about Kano. Like K-A. Okay. Yeah. Man's 2-3. <laughs> Something like no, that. No, 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 no. No, that, it's not from that one, because Kano's <laughs> not from Tottenham. Um, oh, fuck. In one of his songs, Kano talks about... Um, getting the youths to do something like run county lines <laughs> and then <laughs> Jamie's like you know I used to do that like Kano but like Kano I don't do it anymore or something anyway mm. oh it's ding 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 man that was quick I'm so good oh yeah my man but just used oh, wait, to go no, punch but well, like KA hey, that ain't the thing man does yeah so, so explain that. Kano talks about going cunch, right? Which means going country, which is basically running county lines. Okay. And Jamie says, what, what is it that he says? One punch. Shout out to my dons in cunch. Shout out to my dons in cunch. But just like K-A, K-A, that ain't the ting man does, right? So basically, shout out to everyone getting money running county lines. <laughs> but just like Kano, I don't do that. And I'm pretty sure it, Kano says in one of his songs something like "Shout out to everyone in Cunch," but I don't do that. So he's just basically Kano's been around forever. He's like Jared Leto. Him and Jared Leto <laughs> created the universe. Yeah, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was quite short. I felt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's fine. I mean, that's that's especially good for a, a, an album that you're asking someone to listen to. So, you know, yeah. good job. Uh, How many times have you listened through it? Uh, twice. Okay. Once just, what, what was once your feeling just about... feeling the vibe and enjoying it, yeah. and the second time with lyrics up. What was your feeling like for the overall theme? Uh, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed his, uh, you know, talk of politics, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, I have written here. In the first track, he starts talking about how much money he has, which I was worried would set the tone for the album and I wouldn't enjoy it. But then, obviously not, because he goes on to just talk about how he you know, doesn't like the police and how the system is corrupt and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I really enjoyed I enjoyed that. But I did enjoy the first track, even though, he's, uh, even though that <clears throat> put me off for a minute, but then he brought it back. Um as the transition between teardrops and bang down your door is excellent. Mm-hmm. Don't know if you, yeah, that's pretty great. Just remind us, is that the one where the ambulance is fucking screaming? Uh, maybe. <laughs> Let me get it up again. At the end of teardrops, it's just, it's just like it's a really cool uh melody. Just it's a, just, it's just sounding really nice, and then it like. Yeah, and then it fades perfectly into a uh, bang, bang down your door. If you'd listened to the album, you would know. Uh, unfortunately, you haven't <laughs> yet. Don't excuse but, uh... me. <laughs> Fuck you. The album's good, isn't it? Right, follow us on Twitter. <laughs> right, I'm recording again. Uh... God hates us. <laughs> uh, how's, how's, um, I don't know. The, the album, it's good. Let me finish finish my notes. <laughs> this is gonna be the shittest <laughs> end to a podcast. Listen, everyone, I love it. We're at our wits' end. <laughs>
And you should be too. <laughs> this podcast does not want to come into existence. Um, the last two tracks are both excellent. Uh, Class of Deja is fucking amazing. It's one of my favourite grind tracks ever. I've written Class of Deja is great and out of all the tracks on the album it reminded me the most of Grime MC mm. which is an album I like. Uh, both the opening and closing tracks are so chill <laughs> despite the subject matter of the uh, yeah of the last one. And yeah, it just really feels like I went on a on a pretty epic journey with this album, albeit a short one. I'm glad that you feel that way because every time I listen to it, I'm like, wow, this really is like very good. Like in terms of, it's not just a nothing shouty grime one-upmanship album. It's actually trying to say something substantive. So for that, I think it's great. And also the fact that it makes a choir sing Suck Your Mum <laughs> is about to say, phenomenal. I will always take an operatic element uh, in my uh, grime or rap. That's why I like yeah. uh, Childish Gambino's first album and stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah, Suck you Your Mum is one of the best <laughs> oh, operatic <and> grime songs. <laughs> and Pricks as well. <laughs> yeah, Pricks is fucking brilliant. <laughs> If Pricks could be, like, sung by a, a choir, that would be class. <laughs> pricks. So, so many, many pricks, pricks. Everywhere. So there you go. Fucking good. Pricks. <laughs> good album, everyone. Uh, I don't have... A, I've not listened to enough Grime albums to rate it as a Grime album. Where I, does it compare to Grime MC? <laughs> Is it above or below it on the list? Well, madly for me, it's below Grime MC. Wow, not surprising. You really did drop me into the deep end. Now I can never enjoy any other Grime because it will never be as good as Grime MC. I mean, if you want an album that I feel like you'll place between them, then try Integrity. All right, Jamie's If you want an album that you want, that you think will, will, that I think you'll think is worse, (laughs) you can try for... What am I even saying? Where am I? Like, <laughs> you can try Kanichi Wai by Skepta. Not that that's a bad one, but I feel like it, it comes below Hoodies All Summer. Fair enough. Well, yeah, the, the other ones I have written down from the uh, Lost album is... Mm. <gasps> Psychodrama by Dave is that's, fucking class. That's the first one I've written. Psychodrama, Ignorance is Bliss, Kanichi uh, and then Hoodies All Summer, and then Integrity. Yeah, I mean to be fair, that'll that'll get you by. Like, <laughs> That's a good for list. <laughs> months, and to be honest, you won't need to listen to anything else. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it. Grime's pretty good. Yeah, some Grime of it. done well is good. Yeah, that I'll I'll give you that, but it's not often done well. Anyway, <laughs> good. Is that everything, friend? <laughs> I th- I hope so because if we have like ten more minutes of this, I might end my own life. <laughs> Yes, not because I'm not enjoying same. it or enjoying the time with you, but my God, has it been fucking difficult to get this one done. Yeah. I feel like you're just going to get to the editing studio. And not only is it going to be a tough <laughs> edit, but then it's going to like delete it like yeah. five minutes before you finish. I'm going to drive to the studio and then uh, it's just going <laughs> <laughs> to die in gonna... a fiery car crash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
All right, fuck it. Let's sign off. We need to yeah. get going. I, I will ro- I will watch Belfast and we will talk about it. Belfast is class. All right. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed today, despite the difficulties. I hope the audience did as well. This has been Behold Mankind. I've been Alex. And I've been on, on the brink of killing myself. <laughs> Tune in next week when I finally do.